everyone. Welcome to Designer Sushi, a podcast about the everyday life of a UX designer through the perspectives of two career switcher UX designers that have a shared working abroad experience in Japan. I'm your host, Lori, and I'm located in Toronto, Canada. And I'm your other host, Mika, and I'm located in Tokyo, Japan. So for this episode, we're going to talk about first about us, like we want to introduce ourselves to our listeners. And of course, we're going to go through our connection with Japan because if you may have failed to notice, we're designer sushi, so it's obviously Japan. And we want to talk about how we came up with our podcast name. And of course, the topics that you can look forward to in our future episodes. So let's get started. Let's jump right in. So Lori, can you introduce yourself to our listeners? Yeah, I'll go first. So hi, everyone. So I'm Lori, and I am located in Toronto, Canada. I was born and raised in Toronto, Canada. So in terms of my background i have always had a very international outlook in my life due to my multicultural background so my mom she is from hong kong china and then my dad is from kingston jamaica so i have always been very multicultural especially growing up in a city like toronto as well too so i've always loved learning about the different cultures which drove me to work abroad in Japan, which I'll discuss more later. But in terms of like my personality, many people describe me as very down to earth. I really like to be funny as well too. And I'm just overall, I just love being around people and making them laugh and feel good about themselves and in terms of my hobbies and interests really into I really like food and cooking and traveling and also in terms of uh, my work experience as a career switcher I was working in the travel industry as well as doing some bit of recruiting and then I did some English teaching as well too while working in Japan most of my work experience was in Japan so we'll just I'll discuss more later on the as we get into this episode and then I guess as an icebreaker, favorite Japanese food. So this is a hard one because unfortunately, it is not sushi. My favorite Japanese food of all time is okonomiyaki. Yeah, that's definitely a delicious, delicious Japanese food. Oh my gosh. It's, I would say, it's a bit underrated globally, but definitely my favorite is the one in Hiroshima. Just because I like the soba noodles in it, it adds a bit of a crunch to it. So yeah, I can eat okonomiyaki like literally every day (laughs) but yeah let's uh learn more about you mika can you tell us a little bit more about yourself to our listeners but before that i'm interested in knowing like what made you because you mentioned you transitioned to ux right like what made you interested in the field of ux design Uh, ah that's a good question i guess because ux was i was always interested in being creative and i really liked and i really wanted to get into tech at the time because i felt like tech was industry for opportunities especially like to work abroad as well too 
too. And so uh, while I was researching, I found out that UX seemed to marry the two between being creative, working, as well as uh, being in a tech industry. And also like my previous jobs, they were very, very task driven. And I was just always dying and being bored. And like, I'm, I hated those type of tasks where I'm just sitting on the computer, just punching the same information. So I really like that UX really helped marry the two being creative and also working in such a growing thriving industry and it was the opportunity to work abroad as well too so that's how i got into ux but yeah mika wanted to learn more about you as well too all right it's my turn to shine (laughs) (laughs) to all the listeners out there hello everyone i am mika Uh, i'm originally from the philippines and i started off my career in tech originally as a software engineer i took up uh, computer engineering when i was in university and i worked for a couple of years in the philippines uh, doing software development but then i found myself getting bored and at times like i i was craving more of a a creative kind of role but then at the same time i didn't want to completely abandon my tech background and so when i came across ux design it really piqued my interest because it was creative but at the same time it wasn't straying too far with my job at the time as a software engineer and on top of that like you can do so many things within the role of Mm -hmm. ux design so that really got me riled up and like okay i want to switch into ux career right right and yeah and then after a few years working in the philippines i got the opportunity to work here in japan and then here in japan is where i actually transitioned to a full-time designer role so yeah that's like a brief summary of my origin story in design and so for my favorite japanese food okay i'm gonna stick to the branding of our podcast (laughs) (laughs) and and go with sushi oh my goodness that's so cliche (laughs) the whole world loves sushi i'm I'm too mainstream about this in particular i love salmon salmon sushi of course you go for the classic sticking to the safety side (laughs) (laughs) that's my favorite one so that's my introduction and so now let's dive deep into our day-to-day UX job, UX career. What do we actually do? So can you tell us more about what it's like to be a UX designer for in your perspective, Lori? Yeah, so for me, well, currently my role is that I'm working as a UX designer at a trial, at a, sorry, at a consulting company. And so the day-to-day responsibilities is we are going into working with, with a client. So in consulting, we're there to basically help a company solve like really challenging business problems. And what better way to do that than to do it in the UX way? So that's basically what my line of work is is that i'm like getting placed in a company and then i'll be working in there with their design team just understanding their process and then just getting involved with the business stakeholders there as well as the product team and developers and so uh, we work on in projects so 
a lot of times like our projects will be short they can be up to three months or they can be up to six months or they can be up to a year so it really depends on the client that we get placed at but I guess like what I love about consulting especially in UX is that my skills have grown so much tremendously I feel that if I like if I worked in in in-house for example I feel that my skill level wouldn't be the same as where it's at today so because consulting it's you do a lot of you get placed in many different projects it's really hard to see like where the company's uh, design process is like right now so it can change uh, and I have to learn a new design system every day I have to learn a new team every every time I get on a project so I feel like consulting really made me more of a stronger UX designer and then in terms of like the deliverables or like the types of work that we do some of my coworkers they do user testing or they do lead design thinking workshops for clients but I think like most of us we generally just do like wireframing <laughs> I'd say like 80 like a lot of times we're just there wireframing all the time and like presenting business and like the product team and then yeah working with the developers as well too which is always so much fun <laughs> Not as like underestimate the power of warframes. Uh-huh, right, exactly. Right. Oh my god. Yeah. Never thought I would be like doing this, pumping them out all the time. Yeah. Let's hear about you, Mika. Like, how's it like at your job? Well, right now I'm doing more of a UX UI lead role in my company, and I would say no day is exactly the same. <laughs> that, that also goes with you, Lori. It varies depending on like what kind of project that we're working on but for the most part i work uh within like the retail e-commerce industry as a ux ui lead i do more of strategy work now so i still touch upon for example visual design wireframing ideation and uh, depending on the needs i also conduct brainstorming sessions with my team mm-hmm. uh, for the most part it involves a lot of collaboration across like different teams so for example with marketing with development team so it really requires you to be effective in your communication and then at the same time be aware of like what each team's goals are and have that line up with the desired user experience and then also have that aligned with the business goals it's kind of like this balancing act between collaborating with teams of multiple disciplines Mm -hmm. i would say also aligning with the business goals and then being a user experience advocate there and making sure that everything is on point across all of our digital channels right right pretty much my responsibility in my current job right now yeah like you know what it's amazing about your story Mika is that for someone that career transition because you've only been working in UX for about like three years at least and now you're in like a UX lead role that is amazing so honestly like I feel that we all can learn about how you got to where you were because especially for someone that wants to grow in their UX career or wants to transition to UX design your story could help resonate that a lot for sure that's definitely something that we can dive into in more detail in our future episodes and so let me switch gears
years a little bit now. So, I mean, why designer sushi? Why, what's this connection with Japan? What mm-hmm. is it? Yeah. <laughs> you may want to explain that to our listeners. Yeah, so basically, we, what's interesting is that me and Mika, we have a connection to Japan. Well, obviously Mika, because Mika is living right now in Tokyo, Japan. But I myself, I've lived in Japan for about three and a half, four years-ish. I was, uh, I actually started my design career a little bit there, but I had to move back because of COVID because, yeah, it's, <laughs> yeah, because of COVID. But uh, yeah, like with Japan, it really, it was one of my first real working experience was there. And also I really wanted to work abroad and Japan just felt like the country to explore that. But I'm not sure if I made that right decision because Japan has like such an overtime culture. So I feel like really painful working there, but I think it just made me like stronger after that. There's so much love for the experience that I had in Japan, but also there were some challenges, but I'm sure Mika, you probably know all about that because you're living in there right now. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I definitely have my fair share of working hours. <laughs> Everyone can can relate to that, but at least in my experience, well, first of all, just like you, Lori, I always wanted to try working abroad. Mm-hmm. When I was in the Philippines, the company that I work for actually is a Japanese company, and, mm-hmm. and that's mm-hmm. also where I learned my Japanese skills. Although I think at right now I'm kind of like in this middle level in my speaking skills. Oh my god, no! Your Japanese is so good. <laughs> We should have a Japanese <laughs> episode session and test it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> You'll totally win we'll at that. We'll see. <laughs> You'll totally we'll win. See. Oh my goodness. We'll see about that. <laughs> brush up with my uh, Japanese conversation skills before we have that. But, but I digress. <laughs> so like I said, I started off like working at a Japanese company and then I wanted to try working abroad and then this opportunity came up to work in Japan and then thought well this doesn't happen often and so I thought let's do it let's take this chance and so I moved to Japan and for the most part I've had really fortunate experience because if it weren't for that opportunity I would have been able to switch careers because this Mm -hmm. is in Japan is where I actually fully transitioned to a full-time UX designer role and so I'm, I'm really grateful for the opportunities and then I got to work at a startup company in Tokyo and then from there I moved to another more I guess multinational and more corporate company but the culture that we have within my workplaces were pretty much like flexible with mm-hmm. things. and so I guess it your experience working in Japan would highly depend on the kind of company that you work for mm-hmm. so there's not really like a one-size-fits-all kind of work experience yeah of course uh-huh. but then again you know I mean we can all agree that Japan is kind of infamous like with the working hours but I would say there are always exceptions and I think I was just fortunate enough that I ended up working for companies that weren't about that uh, overtime working too much Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah that's true it really depends on the company itself because I I know that like the government at that time when I was there (laughs) they were trying to um to reduce the overtime working hours and japan has a lot of public holidays as well too which definitely helps i still miss that golden week which you guys celebrated (laughs) last week 
you know what you have also what's interesting mika is that you're actually in japan in the design community so i feel like many of the listeners are interested in wanting to know about that area i feel like you would be a great perspective to share your experience about because yeah like japan has a great foreign community and their design community is growing especially in asia they're really valuing ux there as well yes so here in japan particularly in tokyo I think UX at this point is starting to pick up in in the sense that companies are now realizing how valuable design is. It wasn't the case back when I arrived. I think when they were starting off hiring UX designers here, most companies didn't really know like the actual job responsibility. They just thought like, oh, we just need someone who will design websites for us or whatever. Except for like companies who are also here that have like established like design thinking culture within their company. Like for example, Google, you have Amazon here in Japan. Obviously, they're they're more particular when they're hiring designers. But most of the other companies here are still grasping like what kind of responsibilities is attached to a UX designer. Mm-hmm. And so that has been interesting seeing how it has developed. Uh, in the past few years and like you said the community here especially among the like the foreigner professionals in the tech space is pretty much tight-knit where you go to an event and then it's so easy to like come across like common acquaintances and common friends and you just went to another event and and then you go to this next one and you meet the same people almost <laughs> so yeah that's the foreign community <laughs> there what are you doing here? <laughs> I would spot people at different networking events and then I would always get pleasantly surprised. Like I would have a friend and then I would find out that, hey, they're friends with another friend of mine. And like, oh, it's like everyone is like kind of like know each other. Right. So it's pretty close and there's so much opportunity to collaborate with each other. And I think that's the beauty of being in tech here in uh, in Tokyo, especially. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, like actually Tokyo's design community is probably like one of my favorite design communities just because it's so small, so tight knit. And also meeting people of different nationalities there and they're all solving for problems that are not even of their own culture which is for Japanese users so this is one of the topics we want to talk about as well too being a foreign designer and you're solving it for a different culture but I guess we want to touch base about our name designer sushi as well too I know like if you probably google it (laughs) you probably like see like probably sushi restaurants (laughs) of that name Uh, (laughs) but like that's not the case (laughs) yeah so (laughs) So about our name, like you may, if you're listening, you may be wondering, like, why in the world is it designer sushi? Why? <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, obviously the connection to Japan, mm-hmm. as, as Lauren and I have said earlier, we both have that common denominator of uh, working in Japan. And another reason is, I mean, sushi. The moment you hear sushi, we all know what what that's about, right? Like we know that it's about Japan. It's uh, everyone is. It's common knowledge. Mm-hmm. At the same time, we kind of like made the connection of like, hey, there's a lot of 
sushis that you can eat and at the same time kind of like design where within the career of ux design there's so many roles under that umbrella mm-hmm. so kind of made that connection like why not designer sushi and then we kind of like oh it has that playful ring to it and we wanted the podcast to be you know inviting and friendly and casual and i hope that our listeners can feel that as well as they listen to our conversations and hopefully they can get something out of the discussions that we'll be having in this in the show mm-hmm. yeah for sure so that's a little bit of how designer sushi came up and it does really have a ring to it like i love saying it now it's so cute <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like the reason why we created this podcast. So for me personally, one of my goals was that I really wanted to become a better storyteller because in UX, that's like trending right now is to be better at storytelling. And what better way to do it was than through a podcast. And also, I wanted to share my story just because every time I meet someone new, they're always so interested in like my background, my experience. And also, I really wanted to inspire others, especially those that are career transitioning and they are looking to get into UX. Like I wanted to share my experience and how I did it. And also, if there's someone that's working in a different country as a UX designer or transitioning into UX, I also understand that outlook as well, too and understand the hardships and navigating a different culture especially trying to find work in a different country as well that's different from your own so yeah I just wanted to just be able to share my experience and how I overcame that and then also I just wanted to improve my communication skills because we all know that like communication skills is so important in UX we do so many presentations and we're always presenting our work so just wanted to use this podcast as an outlet to help me be more articulate and better presenter. So Mika, how about you? What was the goal for this podcast for you? Yeah, kind of similar to what you have, Lori. And like you said, communication is super important, uh, especially as you go up the ladder in your UX career, it becomes even more essential because at the end of the day, it's about collaborating with other people. And then you're just coming in there as the advocate for the customer, for the users. And so Mm -hmm. it's super essential to be effective in in the way you communicate, in the way you present your ideas. Mm -hmm. And I thought also personally that the podcast can be a good way to hone that skill even more. And at the same time, I'm also looking into just another creative outlet that is kind of outside of what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Right, yeah. And, you know, in within doing podcasts like you can get as creative as you want you can talk about whatever topic that you fancy and i just enjoy the freedom of creating content that hopefully will be something that is of value for for our listeners and i also have the desire to share my experience and hopefully that is gonna resonate with other people and they can they have some takeaways from it and yeah pretty much this almost the same as you Lori and and hopefully we can accomplish that 
with this show. Yeah, for sure. Honestly, I definitely agree with the creative outlet as well. I feel like as UX designers, we're always looking something creative to do, but there's something that's not within our line of work. I guess like wireframing or <laughs> like we all we still want to create and take ownership of something. I definitely think you said the podcast was the best creative outlet and also just wanted to like shout out to Mika for doing the design and the branding for designer sushi this is one of the yeah this is one of the reasons why we did this podcast because we wanted that full control and ownership of that creative process and also we did a lot of design thinking when creating this podcast as well too we had like this whole mural board set up and we were just brainstorming mind mapping and even like doing a mood board for our branding and like (laughs) and we created like a listener persona seeing who are the listeners and what are they doing (laughs) right oh my god gal like as a designer we were thinking as a designer for this podcast as well too so we just really wanted to get into like position of our listeners so we were really intentional when creating this podcast like the planning started back in december and then now it's like almost the end of may it's just crazy to see how much planning we did and also the amount of like work and passion we had and all these ideas we've accomplished so much to where we are right now yes and and to add to that to those points that you mentioned technically like anyone can put up a podcast tomorrow if they want but then you know given you know our availability and fact that we don't want to make this feel like a burden or you know we we really want to approach this as more of a passion or side project and so Mm -hmm. we really took our time right like we we said okay let's not force it we don't need you know be grinding on this too much we just want to take our time personally i want to do this for a long time and i think going about it in a way that is fun and it doesn't take too much of my energy and you know maintaining that element of passion project and side project i think we kind of hit that thought of progressing steadily in this podcast but at the same time still having the capacity for our other ventures and so yeah we planned it out and we really took the time to to put together this pod Mm -hmm. yeah definitely yeah it it was just meant to just have fun another creative outlook and get it out there and so that we can share it to the world what the topics we're envisioning to talk about for this podcast what was some of the things that you were looking to talk about mika yeah so we wanted to of course dive deep into our experience in our UX design career so far. So we want to talk about the challenges from transitioning to a UX career to the day-to-day job, for example, our responsibilities and the daily wins. And then, of course, since this is designer sushi, we're not going to you know, skip talking about what it's like working as a UX designer in Japan. Oh my god, we'll spill the tea there. <laughs> yeah, so much to talk about. And also, we want to share the other knowledge that we got, not just working in Japan, but also in our own, for example, working in Canada or working in the Philippines. And hopefully we planning to have some experts come to the show and share their experience as well in their UX design careers. And yeah, that's pretty much it. 
and Lori, we also wanted to feature not just senior designers, but also junior designers in the show, right? Yeah, this was something that I've always been curious about just because it's been a while since we were, well, I guess not that well, but we're not in that same transition right now. And so like a lot has changed in the UX industry. Like I know that I've heard that, yeah, the jobs are getting more competitive now, <laughs> especially for a junior designer that's looking to break into UX. I've heard it's getting a lot more competitive. So like, we were thinking, of even just talking to a junior designer just to understand like some of their struggles they're having and what are they looking when they're applying for jobs just trying to understand how that process is going in their mind because it's been a while since we were in that position so we just wanted to get the full what's it like now in 2022 what are they going through so that it can help us better understand the type of content and episodes we want to feature because we were in that same situation too like three years ago so we're not that far from them right now yeah that was just like another idea and then also wanting to talk to other ux designers that are working in a different country or looking to work in a different country as well too just because we ourselves we are very have an international outlook me and mika we love working abroad we love different cultures we love meeting people of different nationalities so in the future we really would like to talk to other ux designers that are working in a different country that's and solving for problems for users that are different from their own and what type of challenges they dealt with so that was like one of the other topics we were thinking of talking about but overall we're just here to just like have fun and share our story we're just having discussions and yeah we're we're not really like experts we're also still growing and learning then our role as well too we'll also go through speed bumps as well too yeah we'll also share some of our wins as well too but yeah we're really excited to start this podcast off and launch it and so we're always definitely going to take some feedback and if you have like a topic to share too always looking for that back as well too you can find us all our social media within the apple podcast and spotify and google podcast but yeah we're excited to be part of this journey with you all <laughs> I'm excited to see where we can take this podcast show. Thanks everyone for listening to today's episode. We're always looking to improve as we're just starting this podcast. So if you have any feedback or topics you want to share with us, please follow and DM us at Instagram designer.sushi, Twitter designersushi, or you can send us an email at designersushipodcast at gmail.com. And to get updates on new episodes, you can follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts at Designer Sushi. Thanks everyone for the support and catch us again for the next episode. Bye. Bye. Bye.